Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma to the Job, Seekers Grandma Podcast. Job Seekers Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 14 of the LEG Job Seekers Podcast. I am so excited for today. We have an episode that's going to be so much different this time. Instead of just hearing me talk or just do one-on-one with the guests, we're going to do a live Job Seekers event here in Austin at Capital Factory. We're going to hear from a range of job seekers to share their story from challenges to hacks and techniques to just some entertaining stories. We think it's so important to not take on your job search alone, and this podcast is going to give you such a strong sense of being part of a group. I think that many of you out there are going to realize that you are not alone in the struggles that you face. I don't care how many times you've sent out that application, how many no's you've gotten so far, there's somebody else who has also faced that same exact situation and gotten through it. So you will probably, hopefully, hear some things today that you did not know. Hacks and techniques that other job seekers are employing to help them deal with their own stress. And you will hopefully hear some things that are going to surprise you as well. And without further ado, this is number 14, the voice of job seekers. So who wants to talk about the challenges of your job search? All right, right on. Cool, man. If you could just talk about um, the position you're applying for and just in general some challenges you've been facing. Sure. Um, so I'm applying for product manager jobs. So I have a bunch of useful skills when I go apply for that particular position. They either want to put me in a, you're too technical for this, or you're maybe middle management, but I don't know where I get lost in that one, or you're too specialize in another area so at least that's the vibe I guess so for me some of the challenge is like either gearing my history to fit the mold of what is out there sure. or just shooting straight up actually I've done more than just this one particular sure thing. and I don't know if you touched upon this already but have you been like sending out different versions of your resume that are targeted towards these no, different I have one basic resume okay one general for everything cool well, uh, we should talk definitely after this, but definitely have some tips on how you'd be able to kind of gear your resumes towards different job postings. But yeah, I think that's a very common story for a lot of other job seekers, and I do appreciate you sharing. Right. So cool, right. thanks. Right. What have been right. some challenges of your job search? So some challenges. I'm a developer looking for uh, you know a role in town, something longer term. I've been hopping from contract to contract, freelancing, traveling around, and, you know, the challenge has been trying to find someone that wants to do something for years at a time, and I think one of the biggest challenges was early on when I didn't have a lot of uh, experience to put onto a resume, so it was tough, but over over time, I was able to obviously, you know, hobble together enough to experience to get more, you know, longer term contracts, higher paying, but uh, one of the things, a lot of the stuff that's helped with my challenges too with finding it has been, you know, LinkedIn, a lot of the online stuff, so that's been good, and, uh, you know, another challenge too is just, I think, uh, like in the last question was having multiple types of resumes, you know, I didn't know that at first, and I just had one that I was just, you know, spamming out to everybody, but once I started, you know, switching up and I had specific ones for different languages or for, you know, government contracts or for small business contracts, I started having better luck as well. Yeah, awesome. And how many of you guys, you said something really interesting, like he was at one point crafting a resume that was, I guess, geared, like he didn't necessarily have the experiences and so he was challenged to find a way to kind of formulate the resume in such a way that was targeted. And I mean, you hear on audio, can't see, but there are people, a lot of people shaking their heads, yes. 
Um, so it's a common struggle. And what I'd encourage for those people um, are to kind of play out what other section you have. So your education section is an extremely um, uh, strong section with possibility, as well as project section. So if you have gone through a coding boot camp, list all of those different projects you've worked for, and they can be incredibly helpful as well. So thank you for bringing that up. Very cool. I think this one is, is going to be very interesting, but we want to hear interview horror stories. Um, so, guys, if you had like an interview horror story, just come on up and go ahead and, and, and let them know what it is. I have to remember what the position was. It was like a special, it had a special name. It was like special um, projects manager um, for uh, partnerships. Okay. And so I had been given, I was told I had been given a two-week trial. Uh, starting uh, at the beginning of the month and I had to do all this uh, l learning for the software uh, it was a software company to prepare for it and so I uh, spent a really long time basically trying to memorize this website because we had to uh, working with partnerships we had to be able to teach how it worked to the um, to the customers to make sure they could use it and so I spent all this time learning this website and I felt like I had it uh, down really well but um, I had eaten and gotten food poisoning. Oh man! And so I had the, the worst. And I didn't think I thought it was just a night bug. And so I was like, I can get through this. It's all in my head. I got this. And the meeting's the next day. And so I try to go to sleep. I'm so sick. I can't go to sleep. So I didn't sleep the entire night. I have this. Um, it's like a basically an interview with the person I'd be working with. And I'm like super dehydrated. And I go in the meeting and I. It was, late, it was late to the point where I didn't feel comfortable um, canceling it, and I really wanted to uh, show to them that I was a person who would show up and saying, I don't feel You're well. You're really dedicated, committed yeah, to it. Yeah, I didn't, wanna, I didn't feel comfortable saying, I don't feel well. I, can we schedule another time? They're really, it was a company that was really speed-oriented and trying to work really fast, so I didn't feel comfortable saying, okay, we're going to move this back. Can we move this back? I wanted to prove that I was really serious and I could execute when I need to execute. But I was so sick during the meeting. I had to like, um, this is super embarrassing, but I had to, it was a Skype meeting. I had to pause and like go to the bathroom at one point because I was that sick. And I did not know what was wrong with me. And so I went to the, um, what, awesome. I went to, so, at, so I'm convinced it's in my head and I'm just like, why are you being so weak? And so I go to the um, walk-in clinic after that meeting and then they, I talk to them and they're like, you need to go to the emergency room right now. <laughs> You're really sick. And so I go and um, I, it turns out I have Camelobacter, which is like, uh, and I basically, my, I've heard of that. Yeah, like yeah. my entire colon was inflamed. And so that's why I was sick. And I ended up getting more sick and my fever went to 104. So it was like super high. 107 is brain damage. Mine was like 104, 105. Uh, but I still made the interview. But after that, I told them I was, I, I like had gone to the doctor, I'd gone to the emergency room and then I had like the note saying like his fever was this way and the doctor was like, what, your fever's what? And so I had all that like stuff. So I'm kind of, so I had that proof of, I didn't just not feel well so I didn't show up. I was really sick. But shortly after that, um, the person who was uh, doing the hiring called and told me that based on the interview I had done, they didn't believe that I had a good enough understanding of the material, and they were not going to give me the two-week trial. Yes. And so I was, I was not happy. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like the fact that you spent so much time, I guess, preparing for that interview. Yeah. It just like the timing was so off with getting mm -hmm. 
with getting sick. All right, sir, any interview horror stories that you would like to share with our audience here? Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess about a year ago, I was applying to just kind of doing all sorts of random kind of take what I can get. I moved out to town. It's like I need something to stay alive, um, kind of that, that kind of situation. And so um, I, a friend of a friend hooked me up with somebody. He was like, hey, I have these friends that work at this place. So they got me an interview um, with a like, software startup here in town. And so I showed up. All of my experience had been like corporate consulting before that. So I showed up in like suit, tie, um, like walked in the door. I had kind of a generic um, kind of resume that I had filled out with a bunch of random things. And I walk into that the room. That got you the interview? Huh? Did it get you the interview? So, so uh, yeah, yeah, that got me in because I had done some data work and things in the past. Cool. But so I, I walked into the interview, and the guy that sits down across from me is wearing like shorts and a T-shirt. Um, and I'm in like a suit and a tie. It's like I like... I'm very mismatched, um, and it like felt very uncomfortable because everybody else in the office was also like incredibly casual. Yeah, I was like, hey, I really missed this. You know, like I just did not know what I was walking into. Um, and then, kind of talking, things were good, but I had a couple lines at the bottom on my resume of like technical skills, like from college stuff I hadn't touched in years, but it was like on there. Um, and so the guy was like, Oh, so you've done like. You've coded C sharp. Like, tell me about that. Like, give me some examples of that. I was like, I, I have nothing. Like, I can't tell you anything. Like, this probably shouldn't be on here. And then it was like, okay, like SQL. Okay, cool. You've done some SQL stuff. Like, sweet. Tell me some statements. Like, what would you do in this case? What does this thing mean? Like, what would you do if you had this thing in front of you? Yeah. And it's just like, I, I can't answer your questions. Like, that probably shouldn't have been on there but you're asking me about it now. And like, I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it was unrelated to the yeah. job. Um, but it was just like, this looks really bad because I told you that I know how to do this thing. Yeah. And I very clearly don't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it sucked. Um, and so I walked out to get a job, but, um, well, well, I appreciate you sharing. This reminds me of one time I, um, I was asked a question. This is for hospitality, which is not even, it, it's, it's not even technical like that. Um, but the guy was like, um, yeah, can you talk about a time that you went above and beyond with customer service? And, uh, it was like six o'clock in the morning and I had had no coffee and I was really struggling to kind of use my brain. Um, and then I was like, I like paused for a solid 10 seconds. I was like, um, I, I refilled this guy's water, not once, but twice. And then he pauses and he looks at me and he goes, you refilled this guy's water, not once, but twice. And um, at that moment, I knew the interview was done um, because it was like the second question and it just was just god awful. Um, so. Needless to say, I did not get the job, but I did come back the year after that an interview for the same position. I knew every single question that the guy was going to ask, and I ended up getting the job. So um, you can come back from your horror stories there. So appreciate you sharing. Yeah, sure. Very cool. The next question we were going to ask is, what is your go-to stress reduction tip in your job search? And to kind of bring a positive light on things, I think this is something that people should really keep in mind is their own personal health. Um, so if you'd like to speak to that, please come up here and share your success. Yeah, so one thing I do, I'm a designer, uh, so uh, the kind of aesthetics are really important. So I'll do drawing uh, every morning. I'll do sketches of um, 
flower arrangements or people, whatever I really want to draw. And I have a little sketchbook where I keep everything. So I can kind of, I find it relaxing to just listen to music and not really think about anything, just draw. And then uh, when I look back, I can see kind of the progress I've made and how I've gotten better. And so I find that really rewarding, especially sometimes job searches, you don't feel like you're making progress all the time. Yeah. But with, um, I can look back at the book and see, oh, I've, look how much better of a designer I've become. Exactly. And it kind of helps motivate me. Yeah, that's fantastic insight. And it, it reminds me of the person uh, who said he ended up kind of picking up yoga and biking several miles a day because he said that was able to kind of help him through his situation. So very cool. We're going to talk about um, kind of, I guess, getting kind of the struggles of the job search. Um, the question that was asked was, what was the lowest point of your job search? And I think that this is something that a lot of people need to hear, um, especially um, to encourage people who have been in um, certain dry spells and just really having trouble. So if you can talk about uh, what position you're applying for and um, what your struggle was. <clears throat> Hi, yeah, I, I would like to preface by saying that if this wasn't going to be heard by other people in a similar position, I would never tell the story. This sure. was <laughs> like yeah. dark. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was out networking and I'm looking for a position in, let's just say, technology, because I don't want to out anyone of this story. Um, so I was at an event and I happened to get in for free and I was super new in town. So I was excited to go out and meet people and I just graduated college. So it was my turn to be a part of the community, get involved, and really put myself out there. I was really nervous, and so I go in, and there's some just casual introductions going on, and um, the person leading the event started asking everyone what they do. Typical. Um, and then it kind of was getting more and more serious, like a really intense energy, and then when he asked me what I did, I answered and kind of everyone was doing a little elevator pitch so I just did my best yeah. <laughs> and um, he just kind of stopped and he was like let me tell you something you know I used to be in a very similar position myself um, but I had a lot more skills and uh, I used to go through resumes for people who were applying for your position yeah. and if I ever saw your resume I would throw it in the trash you said that in front of all the other people. In front of everyone. What? I had never been in a situation like that. Yeah. And I was like, Who was this guy? Like, I, that's the thing. I was like, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what to do. And because the like the attitude had gotten so serious, yeah. I like didn't laugh or anything. I was just like, oh man, like this yeah. is bad. Yeah. And so I just like kind of. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be real because if anyone else hears this, I would like them to know that like things happen and you can get through it I was like trying to hide the it was just like I was like starting to cry legit I was like okay this got really serious I'm gonna go to the restroom and like powder my nose um so uh I ended up just leaving the event yeah. <laughs> and I was like I don't know why that got so crazy and yeah. so harsh and okay that's fine but just don't tell me you know yeah. I mean people can just take my resume turn it into a paper airplane throw it out the window yeah. from like a high rise I'd be like okay you know yeah. but maybe not that's, that's awful on like several levels first of all because well the rejection hurts and I think that's probably the most common theme like the, mm -hmm. the biggest pain that most people you know face when they're in their job search but to do it in front of other people I think mm -hmm. is just what makes it so much worse so and bad. So, uh, I'm sorry that that happened to you, and that really that's awful of that person. But the fact that you did come back from that, and like you're fine now, and 
everything is working out. I think it's a testament to other people who have gone through a similar um, situation. You know, whether I mean, it may not be like public embarrassment or just calling you out like that, but um, if other people are just saying like, I don't think you're the right person for the job, um, and being able to come back from that, I think is so important mm -hmm. um, because a lot of the time, like your confidence to want to move on in your job search or to grow your business or in making connections is like dependent on like how you feel. Um, and so I think the fact that you're able to bounce back from that and continue not to let that affect you, I think is just, that's truly amazing. So, and you're here today at the Bounce Seekers event too. And we're all <laughs> Keep trying. So, but I appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. So we want to talk about networking and try to place more emphasis on that here than just submitting your, your resumes online. So, um, so if somebody can come up here and speak about um, any network success stories. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the story goes like this, right? Basically, I applied for a compliance manager role here in Austin, right, for a tech company, which I was super excited about it, but it passed one week, two weeks, three weeks four weeks and I haven't heard back from them, right? And suddenly I realized that the CEO of that specific company, uh, he was going to have like a talk here actually in, in Capital Factory. So of course what I did, I was like, well, I need to show up, right? I mean, that, that's the first step. Uh, something, sometimes you need to think that it's not just applying to the role, but you also need to think outside the box, right? So what I did is I went to the that specific uh, presentation presentation and after he he gave his talk uh, basically I approached to him and say and say hi uh, actually I have been interested in your company right and 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 I apply for this specific role but I have never heard back from you guys so I was wondering if you if you are still looking for a compliance manager and he said well actually yes uh, why you just don't sell, uh, send me your resume and pro that way I can check it out so uh, Four hours later, I'm sending him like my, my resume and everything. Uh, next morning, he replies back and say, uh, hey, well, just to let you know, I already shared your resume with the HR staff and they're gonna get back to you. And three days later, uh, I got the, the job interview, right? But uh, sometimes, because, so basically what, what I'm trying to share with everyone that it's out there trying to get a job, um, yes, apply to the specific roles, but also you need to show up and be uncomfortable and reaching out to specific people that they're key for your for, for the new job that you're trying to reach um, uh, and to never give up, right? Because uh, it's tough, but um, if, you, if you really want something, you just need to go and get it, right? Awesome, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. And I just want to preface this. The reason we even put a question on networking is because it's probably the most underutilized aspect of the job search. Most people are just sitting back. Um, and I, I really, really, like if, if you walk away with one point this entire presentation, it's this. Most people are submitting their resumes to these applicant tracking systems and recruiters are not actually looking at your resume. And that's because of these algorithms, they're so advanced and they're just C's and C's of C's of resumes that you have to compete with. When you network, that competition goes so much lower and people tend to trust you more because you're face-to-face, -face, making eye contact, smiling, because yeah, it's 2018, yeah, technology has advanced so much, but when it comes down to it, the human connection is a lot more likely to give you that credibility and trust in getting the job. So, um, and not to discourage anyone from applying online, do apply online, like use it as part of your search, but um, 
the average interview acceptance rate is about 5% um, when you're submitting online to Indeed. But when you are going out and networking and making that active effort, I promise you it's so much higher. And the best jobs out there, I really believe, are in person. So uh, before we move on to the final question, just any other uh, networking success stories that anyone wants to share? Sure. Yeah, come up. I had no idea how this was going to turn out. Just by the way, it's actually coming out really good. So thank you, all of you guys, for doing this. Um, so my, uh, my older sister told me a trick, and it worked pretty well. Um, we both went to really small liberal arts schools, so maybe there's a tighter alumni network. But I called the alumni uh, department of my school, got them to send me uh, all the names of people in certain geographic areas with certain titles. And I started working with the phone and calling them, not asking for a job, but asking what they did on a day-to-day -day basis, if they liked it, if they recommend someone getting into it. And the idea being they kind of got a little more engaged because they were being asked about what they enjoyed about their work. And then at most, I would just, at the end of the call, ask for a referral or two to anyone else that I might either chat with that was ideally hiring or if not, had, uh, had some kind of like better feel for getting into the industry. And I did that, I don't know, I made maybe 60 cold calls. I think I had maybe a, less than 10 phone calls. Ended up kind of just like shuttling the effort. Found a job that, that was the one I was talking about earlier that I kept forever. Um, but then within, maybe it started like six weeks after that, two months after that. For the next three or four months, I kept getting all these calls that were, one of them was just a, a voicemail that was a job offer. Two of them were like, we'd like to come in and interview you. We're really interested. So just from that, like, getting other people engaged in your job search in the right way. I don't know, I got a lot of mileage out of it. That's awesome, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Cool. You guys thought your own lives were just gonna get changed today, but no, we're broadcasting it out there. So, that being said, I do have one final question for anyone in the room who wants to answer, um, but if you can just share a personal success story where you ended up getting the job after battling it out, and I will take one or two answers from anyone. Matt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on up. So I'm, I'm an unusual talent. I'm pretty good at hackathons, uh, which are the programming competitions. And so uh, I've found that to be an interesting way to kind of like, to meet people and to um, kind of create opportunities. Because some of them have prize money and some of them have um, contracts that fall on with that. So uh, I competed in the drone hackathon that the Department of Defense ran three weeks ago. And um, I was on the winning team. And so we created a sen we uh, did a concept for a sensor uh, that can help detect drones using a new type of technology. And um, we won a $15,000 contract with the Department of Defense. And That's so awesome. it's kind of to develop the idea. So it's really cool. Fantastic, man. Thanks for yeah. sharing. Cool. I'll share one. Um, this wasn't, let's say, I live vicariously through other people, so bear with me. I've worked with lots and lots of job seekers, um, but I'll point to somebody in particular. Um, I think his story needs to be shared by everyone. He was actually a U.S. vet, um, so as many of you guys would imagine, um, going in from the military to apply for civilian jobs is incredibly tough um, sometimes because you have to transfer the civilian skills on the resume. He applied for 
1,000 positions um, at least over the course of a year. So, um, and he wasn't getting very good results whatsoever. So um, he came to me obviously very upset. He thought age discrimination was coming to play. Um, so a lot of things were very discouraging. And guys, when you're applying over and over again and getting met with non-response, it can be very painful and it almost feels like it's a, like a hit on your personal um, professional career. Um, when is re in reality, it's just people are filtering out your resumes. It's not that at all. Um, but we ended up reworking his resume and um, including certain keywords. Um, then you know another interview comes in and then another one. And he ends up getting a really amazing uh, job working for a Fortune 500 company in New York City. And his salary instantly jumps you know, times four of what it was previously. Um, and that was truly amazing for him because that was his transition into a really amazing position in tech, um, which um, once you're in, it's a lot easier to get the positions once you've had the experiences before. Um, and so that's probably one of my favorite stories that I like to tell because it shows that if you keep persisting and going, you know, throughout your search, um, you will end up getting to success and you'll end up, you know, getting a lot more, um, try to say being in a possibly better situation than you were before. So, um, glad we can share and I'm really, really, really appreciative to the people in the room. Um, it's not that easy and guys, I literally just before this, I was like, all right, we're going to get volunteers for people to share their, their job, um, uh, success and their story. And, um, they volunteered to go up and talk and I, I truly think it's not an easy thing to do. Um, so I appreciate them coming in and, um, obviously during, during this podcast, I'm always encouraging our getting guests who have, you know, had a lot of experience and, um, but I think sometimes the best people to learn from are the other people going um, in the same situation as you, so the job seekers. So this wraps up number 14. Um, once again, thank you to everyone for answering the question. This, this was live, there, there was no, no very little editing involved. So just wanna get that point across, it's not easy to do. So um, this wraps up Job Seekers podcast number 14. That's a wrap. Hopefully you guys got something amazing from it and I'll hear from you guys next time.